What's up squad and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Squad Sessions with me, Kelly. If you're new here, welcome and I'm so glad you could join me here today. Like I said, my name is Kelly and this is the podcast extension of my Instagram page, The Self Love Squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad and both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey. On this podcast, I share my musings as a fat, black, bisexual woman learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language or cover more adult topics, so please use headphones if you're at work or around small children. And now, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. have a lot to fucking say today so like pause me get a snack get some water i have water too because honestly my voice is just so raspy right now <clears throat> i have the horrible allergies i swear it's not the rona but i have a lot to talk about so i just want to dive right into what is happening today so this episode and next episode are both going to be part of a series talking about brands and their responses to both COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement, other issues that are maybe coming to light now, um, any notes that I think you guys should know, and then whether or not I'm going to shop um, there again, because I think it's so important with not just Black Lives Matter. I mean, if we if we think about from a couple months ago and the way that coronavirus really showed us the ugly parts of capitalism, it really showed us, oh, my sister just texted me, hey girl, um, it really just showed us how selfish the 1% truly is and how companies really didn't care if they were putting their business, I mean, their employees at risk as long as their businesses were thriving. CEOs were still making millions of dollars, people were on their way to becoming trillionaires, while other people were getting laid off and at risk of starving, you know, things like that. And then, of course, now we have the Black Lives Matter movement, which is really just a resurgence of the civil rights movement from the 60s. And seeing now, I have said this on Instagram, if you don't follow me there, you should, but I've said this before, that I feel like for the first time ever, unlike other police brutality killings and other moments we've had in the last, like, decade, for like for the first time ever people have to take a side vocally like people have to publicly say whether or not they are for or against essentially civil rights and because of that a lot of brands are doing performative activism saying they support black lives matter saying they support black people and black customers employees whatever when their past practices have shown completely otherwise that they don't give not one fuck about us as long as they can have our black dollars that's all they care about so ever since coronavirus came out and like i said we just really saw the ugly side of capitalism i created what i've called my cancellation calendar it is literally like i kid you not it's literally a google doc like an excel spreadsheet with brands keeping them organized by category and kind of tracking their covid responses 
and that's what originally this was going to be like I was waiting for a couple months just to see how things panned out um and I was just going to cover corporate responses to COVID and then the Black Lives Matter movement came up and I was like oh my god like I have to parallel it this I have to talk about it so that's what we're going to do both today and next episode so today we're just going to cover the beauty slash skincare industry and fashion and then next episode we're going to cover food and then any other miscellaneous um I guess sectors like fitness and and e-commerce they don't really fit into the other two categories um or the three categories rather and then at some point maybe later this year the beginning of next year once things either die down or changes made or what have you I might come revisit some of these and see if my viewpoints are the same so that's what we're doing today just wanted to give that kind of quick intro of what's going on um and I want to thank you guys because a lot of people DM'd me and sent me um, information I requested uh, more research um about what's going on so just to jump right into it we're going to start with beauty and skincare so i'm just going to jump right into it so the first brand i want to talk about is sephora if you don't know what sephora is i know i have some guys on this podcast sephora is a makeup retailer they don't sell just one brand of, of beauty products they sell a lot of different brands of skincare beauty hair care and they also sell their own um line of sephora brand products so I've shopped Sephora before, like all the time. Growing up, I shopped Sephora. That was my beauty store of choice when I wanted middle to high-end products. I bought plenty of products from Sephora over the last like 15 to 17 years, honestly, that I've been into beauty. So I was really disappointed when I saw that Sephora actually laid off most, if not all, of their part-time staff during coronavirus as a way to save money. Whereas other retailers um, made financial plans to be able to keep or at least temporarily for low um, employees, Sephora just completely fired everybody that was part-time. And as if that wasn't bad enough, like I was kind of already over them, like I just kind of was like, whatever, I'm done with Sephora. Um, They did kind of... I wouldn't say redeem themselves, but I guess they realized the backlash from laying off their part-time customers was going to hurt them with their bottom line. So when the Black Lives Matter movement came out, they actually um, were very vocal. They had, you know, a standard response via social media about supporting the movement, but then they went a step further in actually allowing customers to donate beauty reward points to Black Lives Matter organizations and pledging to give 15% of store shelf space in the future to black owned brands. I thought that was amazing. And if you don't know what beauty reward points are, they're points you get for shopping at Sephora. Normally you can redeem them for products or you get a birthday gift. Instead, you can use it to donate. So if you don't have money right now, but maybe you're laid off or something like that due to Corona, you can use those points to donate. So notes that I want to that I want to mention here and especially in the beauty category is there was a movement started called pull up or shut up which basically asked beauty brands specifically to give out public like publicly state how many black employees they have like the percentage of employees they have that are black 
and how many in executive and senior positions. So as far as I have read, as far as I have researched the day that I'm filming this, Sephora has not responded to being called out to be a part of the pull up or shut up movement. And that's probably because they don't have any fucking black people at the, at the top, right? Like they don't want to embarrass themselves any further. So in total, will I shop there again? Maybe. The truth about it is, uh, Sephora is great, but a lot of the products that Sephora carries, I can get elsewhere. The reason why Sephora is so great is it's like a one-stop shop for beauty, right? So I can just get all the middle to high-end brands at one time. You pay single shipping, things like that. But unlike, say, Ulta, who I'm going to talk about next, they don't have lower-end brands, but they do carry higher brands than Ulta does, and you don't have to go to, like, a Nordstrom or an Eman Marcus or a department store to get those brands. So I might continue to shop there, um, but I don't know. Like, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how they go, you know, how they move going forward, because my dollars are important. And, and I will jump in here to say that the reason why I feel it is so important that I do this is because it is so important that as a community, both a black community and just a global community, that we really put our money where our mouths are. That's where the change comes, is hitting people in their pockets. And so I'm not trying to contribute to toxic cancel culture or anything like that. I just simply think it's important to know what the fuck is going on with the companies where we give our money and Um, I do want to do a podcast episode or maybe even just an Instagram post where I share alternatives to some of these places where you can spend your money because I can't say I support the Black Lives Matter movement and then support people who literally are spending millions of dollars or um, running million dollar companies to undermine that movement. Like I can't give money to them. So just wanted to preface that. Okay, moving on. So next we're going to talk about Ulta. So like I said, Ulta is a competitor to Sephora, but their price point is a little bit cheaper if you're not familiar. They also carry drugstore items, unlike Sephora. So they carry like Maybelline, Wet n Wild, those like lower end products that you might see at Target or CVS. So their COVID response, I actually was quite impressed with, and I, I found out about their COVID response in a meme, or not a meme, like in a news post about the difference between how Ulta handled COVID and how Sephora handled COVID. So they had, you know, the standard retail experience <clears throat> response. They closed their stores, you know, they cleaned, yada, yada, yada. They did lay off some of the salon and retail workers, but e-commerce and distribution center employees received raises and the CEO actually took a pay cut to help ensure that there was enough money to, play em- to pay employees. Um, as of the end of May, they have pledged to continue to pay workers that are still hired through the duration of COVID, which I think is amazing. Absolutely fucking fantastic. I do understand as a business, some people might have to get cut. I mean, nobody could have predicted, like, there's no way that your business plan can predict a fucking pandemic. Like, it's just not fucking possible. So I do understand that some people might have to get the snip. But just willy-nilly laying off all of your part-time staff or most of your part-time staff without any plans of the future versus the CEO taking a pay cut, 
the people who are going to be working overtime because now everyone's home, everyone's shopping online. So obviously the e-commerce, the e-commerce and distribution center employees are going to be working crazier now as opposed to before. Them getting raises is super, super important because they put themselves at risk. Distribution centers tend to have a lot of employees. Ulta is a big nationwide company. So I just think that this is a great response. Um, would I have liked to see no one get fired? Yes, but I think, especially compared to Sephora, I think they did a great job. And then their Black Lives Matter response, you know, standard response via social media, um, nothing super special, but I did notice that since their original um, post that they did on Instagram supporting the movement, they have become more intentional with posting about Black Lives Matter, about resources, places to donate, and also posting content, Black created content and Pride created content as we are currently in Pride. They've also listed Black owned brands that they carry and they plan to expand that range. So I'm actually very impressed. Now, they did respond to the pull up or shut up movement. Their numbers weren't that great. I don't exactly have the percentages. I didn't think that was important. Um, to be honest, all of these brands are owned by white people. So I'm not really looking for anybody. You know, I'm not really expecting to be impressed. But I overall was really happy with how they responded to everything. They were super transparent, super open, super honest. And so I definitely will be shopping there in the future. Honestly, I probably will switch from Sephora to Ulta. And then if there are brands that are maybe too expensive that I can't get from Ulta, maybe I'll just buy them somewhere else like Nordstrom or something like that. This is the big cojona. This is the big, like, this is the big one. Okay, this is, I put, I saved this for last. Not best for last, worst for last. Cause girl, let me get some water. Girl, I got some tea for you or boy or non-binary baby. We don't discriminate. But the next brand I want to talk about is a parent company and it's L'Oreal Paris. L'Oreal fucking Paris. Okay, so their COVID response, super standard, closed. You know, they don't really have their own stores, so they just, like, were really good about being transparent about their workers. Just super standard. Their Black Lives Matter response, however, was a fucking farce, okay? It was a farce. So the response that they gave was just a standard social media response, Everything from the blackout to a statement saying that they appreciate the community, the black community, black beauty, yada, 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 yada. L'Oreal Paris can suck my big toe. This is why I have a problem with them. So their response is total and complete bullshit. Considering that in 2017, they fired trans model Monroe Bergdorf for speaking out against racism and white supremacy in the beauty movement. Then they had the nerve to publicly take this stance as if they didn't already make a stance of where they stood three years ago. Now, I will say as of last week, they have rehired her, um, but we can't forget that they almost ruined her career by throwing her to the wolves without defending her, without backing her up at all. And I just think it's fucking ridiculous. What's crazier though is that 
After they posted their response, a lot of people, including Monroe herself, spoke out about this. And at first they were silent. They tried not to say anything. I personally did not see any type of public statement. So as far as I'm concerned, they just rehired her to be like, okay, everyone leave us alone, like moving forward. And that's fucking bullshit. About whether or not I will shop there again, it's going to be very hard to avoid them. L'Oreal Paris, I'm sorry, L'Oreal USA is not just a beauty brand, that's L'Oreal Paris. Like L'Oreal Paris is the makeup company. L'Oreal USA is a parent company and they own lots of brands. So because they have a really large market share, it's actually going to be hard to avoid them. This happens a lot of times where we have a company that owns both a higher end product or a cheaper product or a product that's laden with harmful chemicals. Then they also own like a like a clean beauty brand. So, you know, I might I might like a brand and not even know they're owned by L'Oreal USA. So I will try. So I put maybe because I'm going to try to avoid them, but I don't necessarily think that it's 100% possible considering the size of their market share. I want to talk about or the next um, yeah section I want to talk about is fashion now this to me is the most important on a personal level because um, when I spoke about in my why do I get punished for doing the right things episode I talked about how as a fat woman it is extremely hard to express myself through fashion and that has been one of the biggest triggers with my eating disorder is wanting to express myself and really realizing that certain aesthetics are not available in my size now in the recent i would say five years or so plus size fashion has been really co-opted by bigger brands as they look to cash in on fat dollars the same way brands always try to cash in on black dollars but a lot of the times brands miss the mark even when they do with air quotes try so i am specifically upset because all the brands that i am mentioning now more or less had in the last couple years or so added a plus line and all of them i will not be shopping at going forward so this was especially hard for me because the aesthetics of each of these stores that I'm going to talk about is extremely different. And so that means there are three less resources for me to shop as a plus size person um, and be able to express myself. So jumping right into it. The first store is none other than fucking Dolls Kill. So Dolls Kill can jump off a cliff, okay? Their COVID response was standard retail, you know, they closed stores, cleaning procedures, yada, yada, yada. How fucking ever. Their Black Lives Matter response was the opposite, like, not the opposite of atrocious, it was, like, atrocious to the max. So, the first thing that I noticed was that the CEO of Dollskill was unfollowing all accounts that supported Black Lives Matter movement, from celebrities to influencers that they worked with, they were unfollowing everyone, and someone clocked them on that. Then the CEO posted violent comments on her social media talking about um, how she supported police harming protesters near their store in LA, which (laughs) after that was posted got mysteriously burned down. Oh no, so fucking sad. 
Um, but yeah, she just was supporting police brutality and saying they deserve what they get. But as if that wasn't bad enough. Now, I didn't know this part. The company is apparently already known, as a lot of brands are, for stealing designs from smaller artists. So Dolls Kill already fucking sucked. And apparently in the past, they've also um, had merch or products that have been very insensitive. I heard they had a shirt that said, like, quiet girls don't scream or something like that. Or dead girls don't yell or dead girls don't say no or something like that. It's very rape culture. Um, And so, fuck Dolls Kill. Fuck their company. I've actually never shopped from there because the plus size clothes are expensive. But I always wanted to. And I will not be giving my black hard-earned money to them they can go fuck themselves it's just case in point you know we just have to realize that not everything is for us and I really think it is important to remember in this movement that the changes that are being made the companies that are getting canceled the people that are getting canceled the things that are getting shut down or changed is not because America suddenly values black people because it doesn't the fact that men, black men, nine, I think, this week alone, have been found lynched, let's call it what the fuck it is, lynched, and government officials are not investigating them, they're just calling them suicides. Like, it's obvious that they don't care about us, that the, that the country does not care about us. But the reason why change is happening, even on the minuscule level that it is, is because enough white people are speaking up, enough white people are getting woke enough white people are suddenly like oh my god racism is still here it didn't end with martin luther king and rosa parks like it's still going on racism is still a thing oh my god what can i do about it that is why change is coming so it is so important that with brands like dolls kill it is so important that it's not just the black alternative fashion scene that boycotts dolls kill it needs to be everyone what the founder is doing is unacceptable from the stealing art from small designs to the perpetuating rape culture and now to just being a fucking racist asshole and supporting police brutality it's just unfucking acceptable <sighs> the next brand it's not so much related to black lives matter more just general poc um influencers and how brands take advantage of them or mistreat them so the next brand is the loft now their standard retail i mean their response to covid was very standard standard retail response their response to black lives matter was a standard response via social media the issue i have with them is that recently they came out with a campaign no one way to loft talking about their new uh, extended line which by the way they don't actually carry in store that is something that really pisses me off in 2021 when the world is not on fucking fire and we're not all dying of, of, of like a plague can we please and i don't i don't say that lightly like i don't make that a joke like seriously when we're not all scared of dying of a plague like and people are going outside and buying clothes and stuff like that Can we please, 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 please hold these brands a fucking accountable? If you want my black fucking dollars, if you want my plus size dollars, you need to give me the full retail experience. I want to be able to go into the mall and know that I can shop at your store. You don't get, you know, having these stores 
want more money and want to be a part of a plus size fashion movement and say they're so inclusive yet they physically exclude us from their stores it's like being a side chick like you are so embarrassed to say that you love us or that you want us but you don't problem fucking us you don't problems taking our money so the issue i have with loft aside from that is that influencer and plus size model uh, Denise Bordeaux uh, says that they stole her idea for inclusive marketing with their no one way to loft. Apparently she had said something like there's no one way to style or something like that. They had talks about it and after they rejected her, they actually just reworded it into the no one way to loft and removed her from the equation with no financial compensation at all. This is unacceptable. In the next week episode, I have another example of this where someone is called in to have negotiations, which by the way, anything I do going forward, you will pay me for my time. I'm not negotiating with you fucking free and then you can just steal my idea because creative copyright is so hard to prove unless you have actual copyright um i'm just sorry i'm just like so taken aback that they would think that she wouldn't call them out on this so um i don't think loft has said anything about this but i already wasn't shopping there their clothes are too fucking expensive they don't let us shop online and they brands are doing this weird thing where instead of just extending your line right like not making it not making the plus size brand its own separate like line with a new name no 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 no. instead of just making the clothes you make in plus size proportions and going up to like a 24 26 and higher they are working so hard to alienate us they give us completely different lines completely different styles that are somewhat on brand but not really on brand because like they're cut different i as as a as a shopper want to feel included and so the loft and other brands like them are just missing the mark entirely and then you're gonna steal from a woman of color so it's a no for me dog it's a straight up nah I might not be straight bitch, but my knot is all the way straight, okay? So, lastly, this is the bread and butter of today's episode. We're going to talk about, collectively, anthropology, urban outfitters, and free people. Free people. So, they're all owned by the same person, which is why I'm lumping them together, and they are all suffering or have committed similar heinous crimes. So... Standard retail response in terms of COVID-19, yada, 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 nothing special, right? Black Lives Matter response was very standard. You know, we support the movement, so they say, because they don't want to get canceled. Because like I said, for the first time in history, you have to take a side. White people do not get the benefit of being quiet and just being assumed to be good white people. Now you have to say something. So of course, they had the standard response via social media. How fucking ever. Anthropology, who is the number one, like, culprit amongst the three, reached out to a black queer influencer 
to help promote their brand and their products during this time because not only are we dealing with or going through the civil rights movement and black lives matter movement it's also pride month so they reached out to a black queer fashion influencer and approached her like hey we'd love to work with you we'd like you to give us some deliverables um you know some pictures that we can use on our social medias that will draw in um customers yada 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 and she was like okay great I can discuss my rates they're like oh we don't have a budget but we're open talking about it this is this is a no budget project and she was like okay well you want to offer me compensation of like one outfit or something like that but my time is not value my time is not free my time is valuable and you are going to make money off of that so let's discuss rates like I'm not gonna work for free they come back to her and they're like yeah well actually we don't have a budget for you because you're a micro influencer you're not like important and she was like all right well then why would you tell me we can come and negotiate rates if you don't even think I'm important enough to get paid like this is not a conversation and so it's just the idea that anthropology was just so blatantly willing to cash out on these two movements that are happening simultaneously obviously you don't care about black people because if you did you'd fucking pay them for their work you obviously don't care about queer people and lgbtq plus community because if you did you'd fucking pay them for their work and if if you're already riled up about that like i am listen to this past employees of anthropology specifically have come forward about the code nick as a means to racially profile black shoppers in their stores. Now, anthropology had the most tone deaf and defensive response to this, saying they don't know what they're talking about. The CEO made a statement like, oh my God, we love black people, yes. <sighs> Bitch. And then black customers literally flooded the interwebs with their own personal experiences of being followed around the store and discriminated against. If that wasn't enough, Anthropology is also another store that launched a plus line earlier this year, which I loved and was so excited to shop um, with this summer. They too have not fully, they've done some stores, like some stores in LA, I think, and maybe New York and bigger cities, do have a full range of the plus line but a couple of the ones like down here don't and so I have literally gone to an anthropology been so so excited and the lady looked at me and was like can I help you kind of like the fuck is your fat ass doing here she's like oh I'm looking for the plus line and she's just like we don't carry it here okay bye I don't know if that was just because I was fat or also like racial profiling me like oh great she's fat so I can show her we don't have any kicker out but their response was so tone deaf and so defensive and even after you know black customers came out and more past employees came out they still completely denied everything and it's like bitch the sky is blue you can tell me it's green all you want but bitch i have eyes they work i see it i see all of it and so 
I am upset, of course, because that's fucking horrible. But I, like I said, I was very excited for their fairly new Plus brand. And um, all stores, all three of the stores, Anthropology, Urban Outfitters, and Free People. I've never shopped at Free People. That's for skinny white bitches that go to fucking Coachella. I've never been here for it. Um, and some of the designs I've seen have seemed very... Um, appropriating of like Native American maybe even Mexican culture in terms of like the indigenous uh, styles and then Urban Outfitter is for people that go to private school but smoke weed because they're hashtag down with the resistance I know because I went to school with them but all three of these stores like I said they're owned by the same people they have all been accused of racial profiling in some form or another but the whole Nick nickname um, is only for anthropology they're all they've all been accused of stealing designs from other artists in fact urban outfitters i want to say urban decay bitch that's a beauty brand urban outfitters was actually sued by the navajo tribe i don't know if it's like the whole tribe i don't know how that works but they were sued by the sued by the navajo native american people for stealing a design i think it was like for a blanket or something like that like what the fuck how white can you get it's like, yeah, you know, it's bad enough that our ancestors probably killed your ancestors, but now we're going to steal your blanket and sell it to rich white people. <laughs> Cute. Oh, we're going to overcharge it too. Like, what the fuck? So like I said, all of these um, companies are owned by the same person, and that guy has donated to Trump more than once. He donated to his original campaign in 2016 and has recently donated to Trump this year so it is very obvious where their head is where their ideology is where their moral compass is and it's just so heartbreaking because like I said it's just one less place or three less places or however many places less that as a fat person I can shop and if I really truly do the work to find alternatives If there are if there are alternatives to be found for these places, the likelihood of it being as convenient as a large national retailer is very unlikely. And so by doing the right thing, there's a sacrifice. But I'm not a skinny white girl who's making sacrifice to stand up for the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not a skinny person with money and privilege standing up for my plus size co-parts. I am a part of the group that needs standing up for. And so not only am I dealing with racial inequality right now and fear of what might happen to me being a black girl in Texas, I also am queer and dealing with what's going on with pride and and everything like that. Um, I now will be ugly while I do it. Like, damn, I'm already fighting the good fight. I can't even fight the good fight in a maxi dress from anthropology. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, 2020 is literally the craziest year I think I have ever lived. Like, my mother died in 2019. No, 2009, sorry. My mother died in 2009. And my grandfather died in 2012. And neither of those years were as crazy as this year this is ridiculous so I just 
y'all, I'm surprised I haven't started drinking again, okay? Like, I've been sober this whole time, but it is getting so hard. It is really hard for me to emotionally dissect and accept the fact that these are ideologies that are still being had in this country. And it's not like I didn't know just that I was able to get by and maybe not feel the weight of people's hatred on a daily basis but man now it's it's inescapable in between each word and yeah I will see you next time